Good morning, good afternoon, good evenings, dudes and dudettes. We have ourselves a very special guest just in time for the home stretch of the NFL season. The Browns got a little bit of an easier one this weekend, but don't sleep on these Detroit Lions. But speaking of Cleveland Browns, we have one of the greats here with us, a key defensive player on the big teams in the 80s and played all the way up to 1993. Um, started out in the CFL, a Drake graduate and alumnus not a common name in the college football ranks uh but he's here with us ladies and gentlemen felix right how you doing felix i am doing all right tony i appreciate the invite hey anytime man i'm, I'm glad that you were uh you must have had the cloudy judgment that day when you agreed to come on but I'm, i appreciate it <laughs> all good <laughs> So, uh, so I think you're out in the middle of a cornfield in Toledo somewhere, aren't you? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I uh, here of late, it seems like I've been forgetting things I need to do. But yes, I am uh, on my way up to uh, Toledo here for for a meeting that I have here uh, in the next 20 minutes. So I'm running a little late, but hey, I already called him and told him I'm on my way. Hey, you just tell me, like, I'm Felix. You you are my time. You're lucky to be in my presence. I'll get there when I'm there, and that's when the meeting starts. So you, grew, you, up, you grew up in Iowa, right? No, I went to school in Iowa. I grew up in Missouri. Okay. So I grew up in, in, in a town called Carthage, Missouri, and and uh, and then I got a, you know, got a football scholarship from Drake University, uh, which is located in Des Moines, Iowa. That's how I, that's how I am uh, familiar and uh, with Iowa because I was there for I lived there for four years. Actually, they're recruiting my little my younger nephew uh, uh, this this season. Okay, okay. Oh, they're trying to play. They're trying to play dirty. They're trying to hold the family name over them. I, <laughs> I respect. I respect the hustle, though. I respect. That's as a, right. That's as right. A, as a salesman, always be selling. You know, that's that's just how it goes. <laughs> So man, you have an right. you have an infatuation with cornfields, Missouri to Iowa. Now you're out in Toledo <laughs> driving around. It's like, man, do you have like 200 acre ranch that you're you're keeping secret? No, I don't. I I I still got the house I built back in '88 when I was with the Browns. So I uh, I'm a city guy now. So okay. I did grow I did grow up I did grow up in a small town of about 11,000 people, and and uh, I go back there quite often and. And uh, to visit my family, I've still got family there, and it's a it's a good little spot to grow up. Um, we don't get a lot of exposure back there, and I think that was, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't go to a to a bigger school because we just don't get a whole lot of exposure. So, but well, we, I, it ended up working out anyway. As I say, well, the the cream rises to the top, and you're a true example that just go where you have an opportunity and make the most of that opportunity. Now you did have to go an unorth- right. you did have to go the quite the unorthodox way um, of how you ended up with, in the NFL and uh, explain you know how you got your opportunity with the Canadian Football League. Did they draft you? Did you try out and make a team? Did you have to like do a bu- go through a bunch of hoops? Uh, break out break that down for us. Well, you know you know going through Drake, I was a uh, a three and a half year starter. I didn't start my first couple games my freshman year but halfway through the season I got an opportunity to get into the lineup and and uh, make a few plays there so you know my halfway through the season my freshman year and then my sophomore junior senior year uh, 
he became a starter, and my junior and senior year became an all-conference player. I thought I gave myself an opportunity to, you know, get you know get at least get an opportunity to the next level, but we just didn't get a whole lot of exposure. We're kind of nestled in between Iowa and Iowa State, and you know, the Big Ten actually in the Big Twelve at that time. I mean, the Big Eight. Now it's the Big Twelve. Kind of took all the publicity, and they're the ones that kind of got all the exposure. So with being in a smaller school in the Missouri Valley Conference, just didn't get any any exposure to where I could get any uh, attention. So I, I went undrafted and, and uh, didn't get picked up at free agency. So I had to uh, basically just kind of rely on my education. And I, you know, I graduated in four years and and uh, actually went back to Missouri at Joplin, Missouri, which is just the, the next town over from mine, and got a teaching and coaching job where I coached uh, football, basketball, and track, and and uh, teached a little bit of history and and. Uh, physical education and, and uh, driver's education, which was, you know, which when they had driver's education back in the day. Anything else? Did they but, want you to like, did they want you to like sweep gym floors too, man? God, I mean, did they even have it? I mean, was it like a school of one? I mean, golly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, you know, they, they gave me an opportunity to kind of go back and kind of start that career uh, teaching if that, you know, the, you know, from what I went to school for. So it worked out. And so, you know, I enjoyed, you know, coaching because, you know, it was really my only only opportunity at the particular time that I could do. So basically what I did is I just kind of dedicated to whatever, you know, my athletes did, I did with them. And, uh, you know, when I'd ask them to go out and run, I ran with them, stayed in pretty good shape. I lifted with them. And, uh, you know, about halfway through the year, you know, I was out doing some demonstrations on how, you know, because I, I coached the defensive back and the linebackers. I was out doing a few moves just to kind of explain to them how they should do it. And then after that particular practice, halfway through the season, uh, when we got back in the locker room, we got in our coaches' meetings, and the coaches, a couple of coaches said, wow, man, you you, you should you should be somewhere playing. And I just, you know, we, we just started laughing and giggling about it, and I'm like, well, man – you know, they are high school ball players, and I should be able to because I'm just fresh out of college. I should be able to, to lock down a receiver. Come on, man. So <laughs> uh, so it was kind of a joke for, for, for a couple of days. And then, you know, I got to thinking about it a little bit, and I said, you know what, I, I never really got an opportunity, and how can I get an opportunity? Because I felt like I was still in pretty good shape. And uh, – so I went home one one evening and, and talked to my mom about where she had put my college uh, school books at. She put them up in the attic, and I said, "Can you, can you, can you, can you pull those down for me? Because I, I think I got a letter from an agent that I never really uh, corresponded with, and see if he can get me an opportunity to maybe get a tryout somewhere." So she went and found them, and you know that evening, and brought the letter down and. And I, and I remember the letter. I'd opened it up, and I just never called the guy. And his name was Elliot Lehman out of Philadelphia. And so I, I called him up, no telling if he, you know, if he still had the same number or not. And uh, he answered the phone, and he said, yeah, you know, Elliot. And I'm like, hey, Elliot, this is Felix Wright. You know, I'm down in Joplin, Missouri now, uh, you know, coaching and teaching. You know, you sent me a letter. And I said, and I never heard from you. And you basically had never heard from me. And he says, well, yeah, you never called me. And I'm like, well, I thought, 
I thought agents call players. I didn't know players call agents. <laughs> and uh, so we kind of we kind of laughed about that. And I just told him, I said, listen, I, I you know, I'm down here coaching. I'm doing okay. I said, but, you know, if there's an opportunity that you can give me a tryout somewhere, you know, I would, I would, I would love it. And he says, well, he said, you've been out a year. He says, it'd be kind of tough, but we'll, I'll see what I can do and see if I can make some calls and see if I can find out any tryouts. And I said, all right, well, whatever you can do, you can do. So that was that evening. The next day he called me and he says, wow, Felix. He says, I got some good news and bad news. And he says, well, what's the, what's the good news? And I said, well, yeah, give me the good news first. And he says, well, I got two tryouts for you. And I'm like, well, what, what could be bad news? And he says, well, they're both on the same day. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. So I had to kind of choose which one I wanted to go to. And since I was on the teacher's salary, I uh, had to choose the closest because, you know, I, I had to pay for everything. So the one was in Detroit or in Houston. And so Houston was a little closer to Missouri where I lived than Detroit. So I chose Houston. So, And I had about a, a couple months to basically kind of fine-tune my skills and everything before, you know, I went to this tryout. And uh, that's kind of how I got the opportunity to go work out for an NFL team. So, you know, a couple months passed by. I felt I was in pretty good shape. My uncle took off work, and we drove down to Houston. And it was a, it was a two-day event. And uh, so we got there on the, on the Friday, which was the first day of the event. And I was in the second day. Uh, so when we went on Friday, I, I saw all these vehicles and all these cars there, and they had about 150 guys there for the Friday workout. And I'm like, wow. No, oh, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, man, is this, this, this is a cattle call? I said, you know, it's a waste of time. I said, how, how are you going to get a legitimate look with all, all those folks, right? So I looked at my uncle, and I said, man, let's just go home. This is just a waste of time. And he said, he said Felix, he said, I took all work. I'm losing money. You're going to work out. <laughs> and yeah, I'm that, like, that don't fly. That didn't fly back then. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I, okay, I understand. I said, you know, I, I'll, I'll go through the, you know, go through it and, and do my, you know, do what I do. But, you know, I, I didn't feel, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a legitimate opportunity, but we'll see what happens. So, you know, so we go back, stretch and do everything I need to do to get ready for the next day. So I show up the next morning at eight o'clock and, you know, we go through with the white, uh, the, the height and weight and, you know, the lifting weights on how much we can lift. And we got on the field and, and uh, you know, we did a little bit of backpedaling, catching the ball. We did a 40 time. And so we, we went through all the drills that we needed to do to for about, for about an hour. And uh, I see all these other guys showing back up that actually had, uh, you know, worked out the day before on Friday. So he blew the whistle after about an hour and a half. And uh, brought you know brought the current group, Saturday group, and the Friday group in there, which is about 300 ball players, uh, uh, participants. I put it that way, participants that came. And <laughs> Some of them weren't we ball were, players, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we, he said, "Well, he says I, I, I appreciate you all coming to to the tryout, uh, and uh, you know some of you guys drove a long ways to you know just to get an opportunity to you know maybe get a chance to get a, get a contract." He says, "But we." We've chosen three players, and uh, and uh, and uh, and so I'm going to call out the three players, and so I was a second name call. 
Oh, which was uh, pretty. Yeah, so it was pretty. It was pretty crazy of being picked uh, out of that group of three hundred guys. They picked three of us, so the odds were pretty pretty slim. But you know, I made it through. So, uh, so they congratulated me and and uh, brought me back the next day to sign the contract, and I became a a Houston Oiler for a little bit. So. You know, the school year, I had to go back and coach uh, coach track and finish up the school year. Uh, you know, I got out of school in May, and then, in, you know, the June 1st, I, I moved to Houston to, to start working out to get ready for, for training camp. And and uh, it, it, I, I felt actually that, and that was in, 19, uh, in 1982, and I felt that uh, – during that training camp was probably the best training camp I've had in all the years I played football. I've just been ever, ever? shape. Ever ever. I mean I played I played well. I was making plays and uh felt that, that was probably the fastest I'd ever been and it still wasn't good enough to make that Houston Oiler football team. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of politics kinda of played 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 in that role but Oh no uh, Felix. No one likes no one likes a sore loser, Felix. Oh yeah, but but you know the defensive the, the defensive back coach there was Kenny Houston, and Kenny Houston was a Hall of Famer defensive back back in the day. And so before I you know the day I got cut, Kenny came to me and said, Felix, he said I apologize. Uh, I had no decision in this. If I had a decision, you'd be starting for me. And I'm like, wow, what, really? I said, how could this how could this be? How could this how could this happen? He says, well, hey, you know, a he serious says, question. Would you rather not be told that? Like, wouldn't that make it worse? Well, at the time, I said, wow. I, I, you know, that's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> and uh, he he said, yeah. So I didn't know if he was saying that to make me feel better or just saying, you know, to, or, or to just stick with what you're doing. It's going to happen for you. So, right, there's two ways to interpret it. You probably me. you probably did yeah. it the right way. <laughs> but he, he when he told me that, I was like, wow, wow, man, I, I can't believe it. I said, if I'm the, you know, if I if I'm one of the, if I'm the best one, I should be starting. And he he said, well, you know, that a lot of, a lot of things go into it, money, where people were drafted, you know, things such as that. And so I became expendable, and so they let me go, and uh, so I went back to Missouri. With nothing, because I, I had to resign from my job, and you know, and, and uh, was kind of in no man's land for a day. And then the the next day after I got back to Missouri after being released, uh, oh, and to finish my story about Kenny Houston, he had told me that, and he says, "Just stick with it. You'll be back in the league soon." And I'm like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll see." <laughs> and uh, so. Went back, so I went home, and the next day I got a call from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and uh, they said, Felix, we've watched you at camp. We thought that you should have made that team, but since you didn't, we want you to come up here and play for us. And I'm like, uh, I don't know anything about Canadian football. <laughs> I said, so. <laughs> and he said, well, you come on up here, we'll teach you. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, oh, we'll figure so, it out, yeah. Just a little bit so bigger. I, uh, so, yeah. So they flew me up there and kind of explained everything to me. I went up there like on a uh, on a Wednesday evening I got there. And then uh, I practiced on Thursday. 
and we flew out on Friday, and I was in the starting lineup on Saturday against the Edmonton Eskimos, and Warren Moon was the starting quarterback for them at the time. And Warren, Warren saw the, the young rookie out there in the corner, and he threw six straight passes at me, just, I guess, testing me. And the sixth pass he threw my way, I picked it off and took it back 80 yards. Woo! And, and, Suck and that's it, Warren. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, and then the next year, Warren left to come back to the uh, Houston Oilers. And then uh, I ended up signing a two-year deal with Hamilton to stick around, you know, stick around there, which I, I love the game. And, uh, you know, the, the next two years, 83, 84, I became an all-star player, which was an all-pro player up there. My last season, we went into the Grey Cup. I actually led the team in interceptions with 12. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, got it, you know, that's what enabled me to get an opportunity to, to have five teams in the NFL wanting me back, and Marty Schottenheimer won out, and that's how I became a Cleveland Brown. So why Cleveland? Well, Marty gave me the best opportunity. He said, Felix, he said, we like you. We'd like you to come here. We know that you have other NFL teams that, that would like your services, but I can tell you this. You're the best player. You're going to play, regardless if they were a first-rounder, a third-rounder, or a free agent. It doesn't matter to me. And so that's what I didn't get in Houston. So – uh, I, I loved his honesty, and I said, all right, I'm coming. So uh, that was the reason why I signed with, with Marty and the Cleveland Browns and, and loved every minute, and it was the right decision for me. No, it worked out for you. And you, did you know that the Browns were going to be as good as what they ended up being? I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Surprise, I, we're uh, actually good. <laughs> Yeah, because when I when I came, you know, actually Bernie Bernie Kosar and I signed this, this days apart. So that year they signed myself, uh, Bernie Kosar, they signed uh, Kevin Mack. So they brought that team together through the CFL and the USFL. You didn't and, uh, uh, you didn't get much love on that day, man. You had Bernie Mack and then this guy named Felix out of yeah. Drake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it all it all came together, and uh, you know, my first couple years, I, you know, I, I, I just actually, I just, I just wanted to make the team. You know, if I started, it would be good, but I knew that we had a, a pretty awesome, uh, you know, pretty awesome quarterbacks. We had a pretty, pretty awesome safeties, and I just said my goal is just to make the team and contribute, and uh, so that's 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 where we were. You know. So, all right. Well, hey, I know you're, it sounds like you're getting close to that meeting here, Felix. So let's wrap this up here. Uh, that's an awesome, awesome story, man. That was, I, feel, I wish we had another half hour to really dive into that. Maybe next time. So we're talking about now, let's finish it up here on the current Cleveland Browns here before you got to roll. It's been a rocky road. It's been peaks and valleys. Um, OBJ, they got, you know, they let him walk. Um, is that going to have a good impact? And lastly, you know, what are the Browns going to have to do here down the stretch to really pull this thing together, other than obviously knocking off uh, Detroit on Sunday? Because if Detroit doesn't work out, it might be season over. 
yeah, we 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 gotta. This is a must win. We gotta win. I mean, if we don't win, there's gonna be a lot of changes. I I would think. Uh, I was pretty sad about the way that the OBJ deal kind of worked out, uh, but uh, you, you know, yeah, I, I it, it just it's a crazy situation. I've never been in you know seen a situation quite like that happen, but. Uh, I think that, like I said, you know, moving forward, you know, he's not with us anymore, so we can't can't really worry about that. We got to move forward and and get these other players involved. I I think, uh, you know, we've sustained a lot of uh, a lot of injuries and and uh, with this COVID protocol, it's kind of uh, you know messed with us a bit. But uh, we got to we got to we got to straighten up on offense and defense. I mean, we we've been struggling on both sides of the field. Uh, to get to get some things accomplished, and I think that uh, you know we we need to you know our, our everybody in the organization just just needs to get better you know as far as the offense and and uh, and the defense and the special teams we just need to get it together pull it together because if not there's going to be some major changes which we've been through too much of that as fans uh, you know with the Browns organization uh, you know we had such high expectations this season you know coming off of last season. And so it's been a very disappointing to this point. So uh, they got to pull it together. Stefanski's got to be that leader that uh, kind of leads us into uh, getting hot and, and pulling off five or six victories in a row to get us back in the playoff hunt and you know carry on from there. But it's uh, it's been a it's been a tough uh, past couple of weeks with you know with uh, what's kind of uh, happened and with Baker being injured. It's just. Uh, Kind of a tough scenario. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Baker, yes or no question, is he the guy? Currently, no. Can he be? Yes. But uh, if I had to make a decision today, I would I would say no. Oh, man, that that's, going to, that's a hot topic. That's a hot take. Felix, they're going to burn you on that one, man. <laughs> well... Well, you're well, going to get 50-50. Half are going to agree, and the other half are going to want you to never talk about it again. <laughs> well, well, that's true. I mean, but that's—I mean, that—that's my opinion, which just has no bearing on anything. But uh, you know, you—I, you know—I mean, you look, look at my situation. I, I had, you know, you know, I, you know, everybody has an opportunity to do something. How much time do they give you is kind of up to you. So. Uh, he, he's had four years to get it done. So, I mean, how much time do we need to give an individual to be the guy? And uh, I think, I think, but I know that we've been through a lot. He's been through a couple of different coordinators and, and, uh, and things, but I just, uh, I, I, you know, he, he's the best we've had since Bernie. I agree with that. So, uh, I, you know, I'm on the crossroads, but if I was, if I, if you asked me a question, I did, I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, what, what, what number do you think he is as far as in the, in the AFC, as far as quarterbacks, where would you rank him? I mean, in the AFC, I'm going to put him in the top half because I think he is, could be a game manager on steroids. If Trent Dilfer right. and Brad Johnson can win a quarter. I mean, here's the other thing about Baker that people need to factor in. You kind of talked about it a little bit and that's the budget. If we can get him at an affordable price where we get under 10 to $20 million that we're saving on our quarterback salary to bolster the rest of the lineup to build a complimentary football team around him, I think it could work. 
Because look at the the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs are going to be in the spot here with this Mahomes contract here in a couple years, and they're probably taking a sigh of relief he's figured it out. (laughs) Because that was a – they were looking like, oh, man, this is going to be real bad. Oh, well, we all knew that he was going to come out of that, no doubt. I mean, there was no doubt we knew that he was going to come out of that. I was hoping not. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I, 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 he's he's a once in a lifetime kind of guy. So, and, and also with Lamar Jackson, but, but when you're like, well, like you said, you said middle of the pack in the AFC. That means you know, fifteen, sixteen best, right? And that's not yeah. even counting the NFC. But, but when you draft a person number one in the draft, uh, you can't have that. He's he's got to be in the top five. Yeah. No, I know it's. I'm. I'm. I'm starting to stand. I'm starting to stand on an island more and more by myself. But damn it, I've. I waited too long for 11 wins in a playoff win to give up on a guy. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I. I want him to be the guy. I think everybody does. I want him does. to be the guy. Everybody yeah, does. we do. We want him to be the guy. But what? What? How much time are we gonna give him? We're gonna give him 10 years. <laughs> you know, I don't so know. That's, that's that's the that's the thing is like okay, we want him to be the guy, but how much time are we gonna give him? Uh, you know, so I mean, that's kind of where we're at. And with Cleveland, it's like, wow, we want it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what, that, about- what does that mean? If we if we want it now, that means that if he's not the guy, then we need to find a guy. Uh, I, I and I don't think that guy is going to be a rookie. I mean, there's there's not too many Mac Joneses out there. But oh, too um, soon, man. Too soon. Too yeah. Soon. But if we if we uh, if we could find if we could find if we could find a Mac Jones that'd be great. But uh, well, or, here's or, the, or everyone everyone wants to sit there and say how good Andrew Barry is. I promise you, we're about to find out how good he is if he has to select the quarterback because that's where GMs get fired and that's where they get praised. It all comes down. You can build every oh, yeah. roster if you have your quarterback. Anybody can be a decent general manager if you got the guy. Oh, absolutely, but, absolutely. But, absolutely. Yeah. that's why. That's why. That's why. Uh, those general managers and, and Ozzy and Eric, uh, Eric, I forget his last name in Baltimore. They, they, they don't even have to worry about that with Lamar Jackson. Was Ozzy a freak? Yeah. Ozzy is the one that drafted him. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, was yeah. when, you play, when, when Ozzy played, was he just a freak? Well, I don't know if he was a freak, but he was, he was a pretty awesome ball player. He, well, he, that's uh, what I meant. Like the dude, he was like a guy, a guy. Yeah. yeah. When I say he's yeah, a freak, he, man, he he's a, like a freak he, of nature, man. It's not normal what he did. Well, you know, Ozzy, I mean, he was gifted. He was a gifted athlete, but he wasn't like, like uh Tyreek Hill with great speed or, and great hands. I mean, he had great hands and he just, he was just one of those guys that, that knew how to, position himself to where he caught every ball. You didn't, you didn't find Ozzy dropping many balls at all. So I, I, I would, you know, he, he, I wouldn't say he was like a Gronk or anything like that by any means, but he was the guy that always got open and he was a reliable guy. And he's obviously a hall of famer. Last question here before I let you go, what's it like scoring a touchdown in the NFL? That first one was, wasn't it a punt block scoop six? Uh, let's see here. I, I think I think it was I think it was I picked it up in Minnesota. I did my research, uh, and man. Scored, which which is which is pretty awesome. But yeah, I think that's what it was. But uh, it was pretty awesome. I loved it. But the interception return for touchdown is the, is the ultimate for a DB. Who's the best quarterback you picked off? I know I keep saying like it's the last question, but I gotta uh, know. I, I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't uh, 
I, I don't, I, you know, that's a good question because I've, I've intercepted them all. I've intercepted Elway. I've intercepted Montana. I've intercepted Marino. Uh, so, uh, that's such a, that's, that's, such that's, a baller. That's, that's such a baller thing to say. Like I picked off a lot of guys, Marino, Elway, <laughs> pick sick moon. Yeah. You know, just an but, average day. But, but, but the one I picked off the most was Warren Moon. So, you look at, you look at Warren, you look at Marino, you look at Elway, you look at Montana, they're all in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, as a Browns fan, I'm putting Elway <laughs> at the top of that list. Good for you. <laughs> all right, Felix. Well, hey, man, you got a meeting to get to. Thank you so much all right, for Tony. coming by. Let's run it back some other time here. Good luck, Browns. Good luck with you. I'm sure you're going to dominate that meeting. Just remember, you just tell them, I'm from Joplin, Missouri. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right, a, a Hamilton Tiger Cat, a Drake, I forget their mascot, and more importantly, a Minnesota Viking, but most importantly, a Cleveland Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, Felix Wright. That's right. And, that's right. And Drake are the Bulldogs. That's right. I, I thought it, but I wasn't <laughs> going to wing it. Hey, you're the best, Felix. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care.